Uh, probably should shut the door. DJ Roomba's roaming around. <laughs> and start the screen there. Okay. Going live. And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast land, as well as uh, I'd like to welcome my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. And we can't forget about the folks uh, watching us over on the YouTube yeah. as well. Welcome to everybody wherever you're watching or yep. listening to the show. Mike, how was your week? You you started a new job this week. Yeah, I started a new job. It it is going quite well. Um, seems like it's going to be a great place to work. Great people. Uh, totally loving it. Um, there's some stuff to learn, but there always is, and uh, we'll get through that and uh, hopefully have just a great time. So on top of that, um, might already be uh, be starting to look at uh, coaching. At coaching. At coaching. Okay. So I did PA announcing first uh, in Esterville. So the PA announcing thing already happened. Now I might go into the coaching segment of. Okay. Are, are you ready to share what that sport could be? Uh, or it, are you going to wait until it becomes official? It might be esports. Okay. Yeah. So. Awesome. I've never heard of like a it'll be a new one for me i know we've kind of talked about that was like one of our first topics on the show yeah was is esports a sport um so yeah it'll be interesting to see what what games that they that you'll be coaching them in would you try and get them into the iRacing iRacing um, league so that's not <laughs> a thing that we have here in the state of iowa uh what it would be okay. for it would be a racing it's mario kart there's a Mario really? Kart season that starts uh, mid-March. So, very nice. That that's cool. Not once again, not not what I was expecting. I was supposed to mean like an Overwatch or something. They do an they have an Overwatch season. Um, they also have a Mario Smash Brothers season. Uh, right now, <laughs> we have a uh, we actually have uh, a group that goes to state at the end of the week for rocket league huh so all right all right so at least with the mario brothers and the smash sports your, your wife can't you can you can write off all that time of you playing the game at home is no no i'm, I'm working with my students i'm playing online with them trying yeah, to improve them there, there might be some <laughs> of that there we'll see i'm uh we'll have to see how it goes but um okay so let's very get... cool but very cool mike Let's. We got some big stuff to talk about this week. We had the Super Bowl, but there's more in the NFL to talk about, uh, as well as more football. Maybe more football. I don't know. So, um, uh, but yeah. And Rich, what other topics do you, are we talking about this week? You know, Mike, uh, we got a little bit of uh, baseball to talk about, as pitchers and catchers have reported this week. So MLB brought out some new rule changes to look into, yeah. to look forward, maybe not look forward to that, but at least are going to go into place with the season starting at the end of March, Yep. as well as we're going to tell you how you can play fantasy NASCAR along with us, but with Mikey and I, 
and we're going to start our very first prediction for the regular season of NASCAR, as well as give you a prediction for our overall Cup championship. Yeah. Cup Series champion. And, um, but Mike, before we get into the show, what do we got to do first? We got to roll... roll that intro! Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike. And Rich. And we're back. Okay, Rich, before we get into the show and we start talking sports topics, we got to talk our poll question this week. Uh, this last week's poll question was Rock and Roll Part 2, The Hay Song, versus Rock and Roll All Night. Rich, which one did you vote for? I went with the Hey song. You see it played around uh, around pretty much all sports. Try to work that into their uh, their soundtrack of the night. So that's what I went with. You know, uh, I agree. Um, as much as I love Kiss, uh, you know, uh, it is uh, it's one of those things that you got to take. You got to you got to go with the classics. And this week's the classics win as four votes for Rock and Roll Part 2. You, me, your father, and Mark Johansson. Uh, And then we had one vote. Sean Hurley. Uh, All right. Thank you for everyone that voted. This week's poll question will be Mr. Brightside. Taking on a welcome to the jungle. Yeah, yeah. We'll get that. I'll work on getting that live once we go off of the air. So, Mike, we had the big game or the Super Bowl, whatever you like to call it. It was a 38-35 Chiefs victory. Uh, So you had the Chiefs, Mike, uh, because I took the Eagles. So I owe you a lunch and our playoff predictions record. We both finished eight and four. Yeah. So, Mike, what were your thoughts on the big game? Oh, man. Um, things have been blown out of proportion. Okay. Um, and, and I don't know if you've seen the pictures. I know that you and your wife, there were some calls that everybody thought was a little crazy. Uh, and I think that has more to do with the TV coverage than what we've actually, than, than some things that have happened and come out more recently. Um, the biggest one being the, the holding call to extend a drive to put the Chiefs basically in chip shot range for the win. You, you look like you're... you're a little... No, no, no. I, I, I'm just letting you finish your, finish your thought. That's all. So... First of all, immediately after the game, at the press conference, uh, and I can't remember the player's name. Uh, James Bradbury. Yeah, he said, I held him. I was hoping I would get away with it. I was hoping they didn't see it. I held him. That's my bad. Two, there have been pictures that have come out that clearly show 
the jersey being tugged and held. And the whole world is like, well, this is crazy, blah, blah, blah. It was a clear hold. He admitted it was a clear hold. We can't, we can't do this, folks. We're better than this. So that being said, uh, it was still – I think it was a good game. I mean – Oh yeah, I mean, is it, it annoying? It was a good game. Is it annoying to see a team uh, have their running back stop at the two yard line when he clearly was being almost pushed into the end zone by the opposing team? But that's good football. Yeah. By all means, did you want to see it end on a with the team basically kneeling down? Because even if he hadn't gone into the, even if he feel like he ran out of bounds instead yep. of sliding, you know, then then you know, then you know what would have happened is they would have kneeled down to put it to put the to get the ball spot in the exact spot for their kicker that they wanted, which is what they did. And then Andy recalls a timeout. Yeah, it's exactly it, what it's, they did. It's a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't remember all the things. I'm not going to lie. I don't. No, remember. they they totally did that. They they sat there and they waited and they they got to the two yard line and then they kneeled it they knelt down uh, three times and then at eleven seconds left they call the timeout and you have the the field goal that wins the game for the Kansas City Chiefs um, leaving only like eight seconds on the clock for the for the offense to to do anything. Um, It's good situational football. It's smart football play. It's the way – it's how you win the game. I mean, people are like, we want to, we want it to change. We want to make them play, make them play. Well, you know what? Clock management is a part of the game. Mm-hmm. How much did we harp on clock management early in the year when a certain Dallas Cowboy head coach didn't know how, to, how many timeouts he had or – didn't know when to call timeouts or when to do this or when to do that. We harped on it then when he was doing terrible time management. And then Andy's reteamed as some of the best time clock management we've seen in our lifetime in order to win the game. Come on now. Yeah, it was smart. It was a smart move. Yeah, it was this right. It was the smart thing to do. Would you have rather seen? Jarek McKinnon running for the touchdown so that the Eagles would have gotten had more time to maybe work their way into field goal range. Yeah. But and then but because of that move, you know who would have been under fire if they had run into the end zone and and uh, Hertz was able to get him into a field goal range or even score a touchdown. Then Jarek McKinnon's the one getting backlashed of why'd you why'd you score a touchdown? Yep. He did exactly what he's supposed to do. The only thing he could have done better is just stood there and waited for somebody oh, to hit him. Waited more time to come out. Yeah. Oops, late hit. You defenseless play. He gave himself up. Yep. But yeah, it was a great game. Didn't necessarily want to see it end that way, but that's also the way the game. That's the, that's how you play football. That's how you play football. You wouldn't have you wouldn't have batted an eye if a regular season game had ended on it that way. Hundred percent. One bit. Hundred percent. You would have, um, have praised the coach but, for teaching his team what, what to do in that situation. 
So, yeah, me and you mentioned James Bradbury coming out after the game and publicly saying, yep, I held him. Yep. Thought I could get away with it. Was it a, was from the TV angles, yeah, it did look like a like a ticky-tack play that could have gone either way. Yeah. But, like, you're talking about the still photos, then it does show, yeah, that was a blatant hold. Well, and, and but, Fox never got to the point, never showed all the way where the, jer- where the jersey pull was. They never rewound enough to get there. They just didn't. That was the problem. Like, I, th- I truly feel if Fox would have rewound it to the point that, we, that the people would have seen that poll, I bet you less people would have been upset about it. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I really didn't like about the whole situation, you got a great move by Bradbury to come out and say, yeah, it was a hold. That's on me. I thought I could get away with it. Yep. You're not cheating. You're not trying. No, he didn't come out and say, you know, if we're not cheating, you're not trying. But, hey, he saw a way that he could help, whether it was accidental or on purpose. He thought he'd get away with it with the way the game was being called. But I just didn't like Juju Smith, what Juju Smith-Schuster did a couple days later, a couple days later after it, saying he went on Twitter and put on there, I'll always hold, happy Valentine's Day, I'll always hold you when it matters most. So. I mean, take. Now, if Bradbury, uh, Bradbury come out and said, you know what, it was a close call, it could have gone either way, yeah, I held him, but we were getting away with worse, at worse, in, in the game, earlier on in the game, I don't know why they called it at that point. Yeah. Then I could see, yeah, yeah, you needed to put something out there. But he came out, he admitted, yep, what I did was wrong. I did that. It was wrong. Thought I could get away with it. I was hoping they'd overlook it. What? Why do you? Why is a uh, Juju Smith-Schuster need to come out and pour, pour salt in the wound, or, or, or go off and say something stupid like that on a, on a Twitter account? You know what? I mean, I I understand it. <clears throat> You're make a joke out of it. It's I'm I'm okay with it, it's fine, but all right, you know. Uh, so, Rich, overall, does this change your viewpoint on Patrick Mahomes for the better? Does it change your viewpoint on Jalen Hurts? And uh, do you believe in the Phillies again? Um, yeah, I think the Eagles can can get back there again. They're, they're, they've got to make some decisions. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how they work in a new contract with Jalen Hurts and manage to bring in people around him. But they've got two draft picks in the first round this year. Yeah, they're losing a lot of defensive stars, but the guy they drafted last year, Jordan Davis, didn't get much playing time this year. Let's, let's, more of a rotational guy. Let's and... talk this season, though. And this is why I bring up the question. Game okay. one, the Eagles beat the Lions. This is before Carr knew how to play football again. And they barely beat them by three points. Then they beat Kirk Cousins in prime time. We all know Kirk Cousins can't play after 5 p.m. Then they then they beat the Washington Commanders. It should be expected, but, you know, whatever. Uh then they beat the Jaguars again before Trevor Lawrence remembered how to play football. They beat the Cardinals. Cardinals aren't that good of a team. The Cowboys, I give them, that's a decent win. The Steelers, not a good win. 
But then we get down to the Bears. We'll, we'll just skip to the Bears. Terrible team. They barely beat the, beat them in that game. They barely beat the Colts. Again, a terrible team. I, I'm just looking at their record, and I'm like, was this a real? Like, they lost to the Saints. What, was that a Jalen Hurts game, or was that a Gardner Minshew game? Does it matter? Drastic, the team trade played drastically different without Jalen Hurts in the lineup. Okay, sure, I'll give you that one. I think that I think the Saints was a didn't have Jalen Hurts. You're right, but either way, that team, man, their wins. A lot of their wins are to not great teams. They had a but pretty... that's one of that's one of the advantages of of, of the schedule though. You won the games that you needed to win, but it won't whether be a, it was a close game it won't or a win. They should get a tougher schedule next year. They will get a tougher schedule next year. And they won't be – I don't know if they'll make the playoffs even. All right. You kind of asked you – know, I don't remember if we talked about the same way about the Bengals, where the Bengals <sighs> are one-year fluke, and they proved everybody wrong that, you know what, they still – they came back, they yeah. won their division – and yeah, but the maybe if the DeMar Hamlin game didn't happen and they beat the Bills, maybe they have a different path through along the playoffs as the number two seed instead of the number three seed. But did they look at did the did the Bengals? I don't know. I don't know. There, there's still a chance, but they're going to have a lot of holes. The Eagles are going to have a lot of holes to plug on defense. Yep. This upcoming off season and. They're going to have to pay Jalen Hurts either this year or next year, and that's going to and the quarterback, the quarterback can take up a lot of your cap space. Yeah, and and you're, then you're going to have to get creative with how you spread that out amongst the to fill out the rest of the roster. By the way, uh, and we'll we'll move into this because it's kind of part. It's it's two massive holes in organizationally for them. They lost both of their coordinators. They did. They, they really did as the Colts hired away Shane, Shane Steichen. I think that's how you say the name. Yep. As the offensive coordinator, you knew he was on his way out before the Super Bowl started. And then a couple day, a day after the Super Bowl, uh, the Cardinals snapped up their defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. And so I think they, I've heard that, I've read that they have a good in-house candidate for to take over the offense. I think they were promoting their quarterback coach to take that spot, but I haven't heard anything about who could step in as the defensive coordinator. Yeah, and and that's the harder one. By the way, what happened to that defense in the second half? Well, obviously it wasn't enough to take away the Cardinals' opinion of them by turning around, and they still wanted the – they felt confident in them to yeah. – bring him in as their head coach. But I don't think anybody that the Cardinals brought in as their head coach, he's going to, that's going to be a rough first year. And it could maybe even be two, could even be two years. Yeah. I uh, don't know how Kyler Murray plays once he comes back to, once he recovers from his injury. I am intrigued to see how that, that goes. Uh, I legitimately thought it was going to be Eric B Yeah. And Eric B is on the move as he's going to go out to, the uh, Washington D.C. area to take on the to be the Commanders' offensive coordinator, 
Yep. Under Ron Rivera. Yeah. That's so. Was it the right move for him? For him, yes. The... Because right now everybody's giving all of the credit to Andy Reid. Andy Reid is an offensive-minded man. Uh, Andy Reid, a hundred percent, is getting all the credit. Eric Bieniemy. People know that he's good, but they don't trust that he's the reason that this team's doing as well as it's doing. And so without him going somewhere to spread his wings by himself, not going to be good. It also brings into question who become, who's that fill, who fills in that offensive coordinator position. There are rumors that it actually has a connection with us. It does. As uh, Matt Nagy is being connected, is going to be elevated from quarterback coach back to offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. And then he's going to look. Which great. I don't think it'll be that matter. It'll he'll look great, and maybe he gets another head coaching job. I mean, for me, yeah. me, it just seemed like if he was going to stick, you almost thought like maybe maybe if he stayed in Kansas City. It was going to be a situation of, all right, he's just staying. He's going to bide his time until Andy Reid decides to retire. And then the, he, and then Andy Reid gets to have a press conference out of his retirement announcing that Eric Bionami is going to step up and be the new head coach of the team. Okay, Rich, you have a note in here. That's why I thought it was going to be. All of the head coaching jobs are filled. Are you, they do are. you think everybody did a good job on this? You know, I, I think for the most part, I think people got it right. I'm still kind of scratching my head on the Cardinals job, but I think anybody yeah. that took that job was going to be in for a long, probably first two years. So I just, I, I hope that it's not a situation where in a year, because the team underachieved with a bad roster, because yep. you didn't have your best player for half the year, that he gets fired because the team isn't making enough progress but yeah so i don't know i mean i'm glad there isn't the the rumblings that not enough minority coaches got hired or it's happening isn't as big isn't as big of a new it just this year it just doesn't seem as big of a big of a news story this year i think it should past. be though there does there there is a discrepancy on on the amount I don't think any of the hires were because of that. And I don't think it ever has been. But I think we need to find way. I think the league needs to find ways to bring uh, to bring up black men and help them. Uh, and, and again, if you're not the right fit, you're not the right fit. But it would, it's nice to see guys like Eric Bieniemy uh, get opportunities to be big names in the league. So... Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, Rich, any other NFL news before we head on? Okay. I guess one other thing was Shane Sarkeesian a little bit. Is it odd that the Colts basically hired another Doug Peterson or Andy Reid disciple to take the place of the guy they just fired? They fired Frank Reich, who used to work. Yeah. Who was... Um, who was came, came from San Diego, and Nick yep. Sirianni was his quarterback or wide receivers coach. Yep. Turn around, 
Sirianni gets the Philly job. They fire Frank Reich. And who do they bring in? Another Eagles offensive coordinator to take the job. I mean, what was the point of letting go of Frank Wright in the first place then? Personality. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I have heard. So, he's so, a very – Shane seems to be a very energetic, outspoken guy like Sirianni is. Just because you so – Maybe it's a personality. Here's here's my and, – and I understand what you're saying, and I get what you're saying. But at some point, we need to look at things – just because you're on somebody's tree mm-hmm. doesn't mean you are you, – your thinking is the same way. It means it lines up enough that you can work well together. It means that you're trusted enough to take on the job. But you and you it 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 indicates how you were brought into the system and how and what you know. But it does not indicate how you are going to run things. And I think that's where the difference is. That's why I think him coming in and doing it. Hopefully he's allowed to do it his way, and hopefully that will change things a bit. All right. All right, Mike, so do you see what's coming up next? Uh, Is it a left turn? It is a left turn, Mike, and what's after that? Um, It's another left turn. Why is that, Rich? Well, Mike, because we're going to go into the NASCAR corner, which is presented (laughs) by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Moline, Illinois, down on Fifth Avenue. Also, check them out on the eBay. Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. So, Mike, we can finally now say we talked about it last week that you can join a fantasy NASCAR league. And we gave you the link uh, probably both through through our Facebook pages as well as on the two fan pages and in the links. And in the links on the show description, join fantasy nascar it's super easy to play super easy to edit your lineups once you sign up uh through the app so mike the links are still going to be there throughout the nascar season whether you're listening to us halfway through the nascar season or or today with before the big race the daytona 500 so mike let's tell them how that how to play fantasy nascar live yeah um let me get signed in. So it's very similar to last year. Um, so that's kind of nice. Um, and so basically you have six drivers yep. that you need to select from week to week. Technically, you could set set your five or six favorite drivers for the Daytona 500. And you <laughs> can keep that lineup. The, the exact same for the next 10 weeks. Yeah. Because you can only select the driver 10 times throughout the regular season. Once you reach use number 10, they stay in your lineup. They NASCAR, the NASCAR app will take them out of your lineup automatically. And that will be a blank spot on your lineup for the, for the 11th race. If you chose to set your lineup and forget about it. Yep. And we, um, so we have three new teams to join the league we did have we had three new teams join yeah the jenna beans that is awesome the jenna beans the jordan the the supas and jeffrey the stroop nice so welcome everybody 
So we'll make sure to give uh, everybody a weekly shout out as we'll give the Fantasy NASCAR standings for that particular week, and, as well as uh, maybe. Uh, and you can yeah, use the show the... as your reminder to get your lineup in. That's right. As you do need to have your lineup set before the green flag, before they wave the green flag. That's when the, or typically I think it's like, it's either right when the race starts or it's maybe like five minutes before the race begins. That's when the lineup start. Now, we yeah. mentioned that it's six drivers. Well, your sixth driver has to be, is a garage your driver. garage driver and the way the garage driver works is that at any time throughout the race you can swap him into the into your active lineup of the five drivers at any time and the garage locks at the beginning of at the end of the second stage yep so if you're watching the race this is where for me the app comes in really handy because it's a lot really easy to have your phone in your hand look at the standings as they're getting down to two or three laps before the second stage ends to where you can make a decision. All right. Do I want to take a chance? Do I want to put the garage driver in or do I want to keep him on the bench and hope that one of the guys that might be back further back in the pack is going to finish better than the garage driver. Because yeah. you'll be able to see how many points they've earned for stage victories versus what could be at the end of the race as well. Yep. For a race like the Daytona 500, your garage decision could be made really early because there tends to be a lot of wrecks in that race. Yeah. Gets a little bit tougher on the more on the non-super speedways. So, are you ready for the season, Rich? I am. One more thing with Fantasy NASCAR, though. Uh, the bonus points this year, much like last year, is going to be determined by them by NASCAR putting head-to-head matchups together yeah. to where you're asked to decide which of those two drivers in the head-to-head matchup will finish higher yep those picks do lock at the beginning of the race yep okay that's how you play so with that being said rich we have to pick who do you think is gonna win the nascar championship for 2023 well, I'm, I'm going to have to root along with my wife this year, and I'm going to go with Ross Chastain. He had a really good year last year and just couldn't put it all together at the end there at the championship four um, at Phoenix last year. Uh, but he, uh, he really, what started as a, well, wow, he's wrecking people out and just shrugging it off. Hey, I'm just racing. Turned it into being a really good driver at the end of the year and you like them so watermelon I'm, smashes i i do like the watermelon smashes too that's really cool so i'm gonna go with ross chastain okay um i like that pick i will actually be picking denny hamlin uh all right needs a good year so um now for the first pick of the year rich we have the daytona 500 before we make a pick, do you have any advice for those watching about how to set up their fantasy NASCAR for well, this particular for, race? For, yeah, for this particular race, be mindful of your usage. A lot of people love guys like Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott have a lot of good chances at other bigger name tracks. Yep. They don't necessarily perform well. So, I mean... And even and it's not that they don't perform well. 
is anything can happen at these super speed waves. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. Anything. Yep. So you only get 10 uses, 10 uses. So if you're going to pick a guy that's a perennial top 10 finisher at all the racetracks, maybe save, maybe don't use them for Daytona and Talladega. 100%. Because anything could happen at these races. 100%. So just be my, I mean, I would not go to the extreme of picking the guys that routinely finish the back of the pack every week. Yeah. Your guys, maybe like your JJ Yaley's, right? JJ Yaley. Um, oh, man. Yeah. There's some other ones. There's a whole bunch of names. Ryan Balicki, Ryan Balicki. Those guys are filling your lineup with guys that have, have really have no business of winning the race, but could but could finish higher than yep. they normally would with a shorter field. But I, I would just exercise caution so here's, when it comes to filling out your lineup. Here's my recommendation. Fantasy NASCAR is not gambling. Picking a J.J. Yaley doesn't get you any extra bonus points if he wins than if you picked uh, Denny Hamlin. Or whoever yep, they're going to get their the number yep, they're one. They're going to probably is. get you the same amount of points. Right. You need to make sure you do the best you can, and pick your drivers. You want to be wise. But I would personally, I'm looking at that middle pack that the guys that finish between 15 and 25 on average. Those guys, that group of 10, will likely be higher than they normally are they're not going to take away your usage for the regular season for your guy your top 10 guys and they're going to uh you're going to get you may get a winner and you may not but because of what's known as the big one and this is a wreck that causes mm -hmm. lots of damage and lots of people to get knocked out of the race uh it tends to turn it tends to make it so that it's kind of a crapshoot to determine who's going to win. So um, with that being said, Rich, who are you picking to win the race? Well, my race my <coughs> race winner pick is going to be Ryan Blaney. Team Penske and the Ford drivers in general seem to have figured out the Daytona 500 and the Daytona track in general. So um, I'm going to go with Blaney. Yeah, I like that pick. I like the Fords. The Fords are really fast this year. Uh, I like Brad Keselowski. Yep. So yeah, I, I like the Keselowski pick too. I don't remember. I think he made my cut. I think I, I have him in my active lineup right um, now. But I also like the strategy of looking at those guys that are in maybe like that that fifteen to twenty range. Yep. On yep. a normal track that that you'd normally pick to finish in that range at a non super speedway. So, Rich, are you ready for the next 36 weeks? Actually, it's like 38 weeks of racing. We have a couple weeks I, I sure, and a couple things. I, I sure am. My wife, that's something that my wife and I enjoy watching. I mean, yeah. I'm looking forward to watching those races every Sunday afternoon, getting in a nap every a nap if it happens. But uh, NASCAR nap tomorrow, baby. The race. Okay. That's right. So, so Mike. Go ahead and give our give, give our sponsor one more plug before we move on to this has our been next topic. the NASCAR Corner, presented as always by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. 
Moline, Illinois. Check them out for all your sports memorabilia needs. Once again, that is Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Fifth Avenue Moline or on their eBay store. Rich, as we keep making left turns, we don't have to do a lot of running because only pitchers and catchers reported this week. But that means it's the, it's the official start of spring in my book anyway. Oh, yeah, mine too. Winter is over. Winter. I, I don't care how much more snowfall yep. happens. Winter's over. Baseball has started. We will have games by the end of the week. Are you ready for it, Rich? Yes, I am. I'm looking forward to um, being able to listen to Pat and Ron um, on the MLB app pretty soon, or maybe even get to uh, watch some games yeah. uh, this year as well once they start. Yep. But um, MLB announced some rule changes that happened. Okay. Um, I think we've talked about some of those, some of those things yep. as they've come out. Um, but there's going to be the end of the shift. No yeah. more shifting. Yeah, this one's already been. They've the teams have already figured out how to change that, so that's okay. Yeah. So. Uh, there, there's going to be a pitch clock. So let's let's read it. We're, we're going to read it real quick. We got some time. We're okay. only at 36 minutes. So the new rule, okay. uh, at the time of the pitch is thrown, all four infielders are required to be in, on the infield dirt or infield grass with two on each side of second base. Players will be able to move as soon as the ball leaves the pitcher's hand. Uh, originally, the infielder who began the game on one side of the field would not be allowed to switch to the other s side of the field uh, for the entire game, but that's been revised. It's just each inning. Um, unless there's a mid-inning mid substitution. So, um, By the way, all this means is that your left fielder is going to move on your left fielder is going to get moved to super shallow right field. That's what's going to happen. Essentially going to be the same thing. So you'll have a guy, you'll have your, your, your shortstop will be right on the bag it's it's not gonna work. I mean, it, how they're actually gonna enforce this, it's not gonna happen. So, okay, but let's move on. Pitch clock. Yep, pitchers will have 15 seconds to throw a pitch with the bases empty, 20 seconds with their runner on base. Hitters will need to be in the batter's box with eight seconds on the pitch clock. Yep, okay. So how it's gonna be enforced if a pitcher has not started the motion to deliver a pitch. Before the expiration of the clock, he will be charged with a ball. If a batter delays entering the game, he will be charged with a strike. Okay. Whatever. I think that's dumb, but that's okay. Pickoff rules. Pickoffs, oh. yes. pickoffs are one version uh, of disengagement, which consists uh, of any time the pitcher makes a pickoff attempt, fakes a pickoff, or simply steps off the rubber for any reason. So, as well as 
when the defense requests time. Pitchers are allowed two disengagement for, per plate appearance without penalty. Disengagement rule resets if a runner or runners advance a base within the same plate appearance. I don't like this. Don't like it. I don't. I mean, the idea is that they hopefully will get more stolen bases and blah, blah, blah. I get that. That's what they're going for. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know if I like this one either. I mean, you, you could. If you have a guy that has a good pickoff throw, if you're going to start throw over a third time, you better hope you get it right. <laughs> you better hope you get him. You you get the out or else you're going to – the runners are going to advance anyway. But what's going to happen if you have a stolen base guy – um, like a Javi Baez or a Trey Turner that gets two pickoffs. They're almost going to be able to get a walking lead yep. on that third one, on that third out. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is dumb. I don't yeah, like I, it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone this far as to say, no, if, if you throw another, if you disengage for the third time or throw over there a third time and it's unsuccessful, it's a balk. But, but in a, in theory, the guy's going to have such a big lead anyway, it's going to be hard not to. It's going to be a disappointment if he doesn't get the stolen base. By the way. Get a, get a stolen base anyway. Here's one that doesn't make sense to me. What about the rule as well as when the defense requests a time? What happens if one of the the short what what happens if the shortstop his glove breaks they have to call a time his shoelace is untied he has to call a time like these things happen that's dumb <clears throat> beyond that i can understand if there is no throw i can if you take away a pickoff attempt, an actual pickoff attempt. I can, a fake attempt or stepping off the base, sure. Those two things, legitimately, I'm okay with. If you're just talking when they step off the base or when they fake like they're going to attempt but don't actually throw. Those two, sure, we can limit that. But if you're actually throwing over, why? So, so I mean, what's going to happen if a player calls time at the last minute after the ball's already been thrown? Will, will that count? Will, will there be any penalty for the hitter well, doing a disengagement? How many times have you seen like a yeah. straight pitch? Right down the middle that would have been strike three. Nope, the one part's waving his head. Nope, time, time, time. Yeah, I it, it, it stops out. And that, that's one thing I'm I'm confused about too. Yeah. So why can't a player? And the last one was, well, we've got two more to go through. I guess uh, bigger bases, size of the bases being increased from 15 to 18. Um, increased size of bases should reduce injuries around them while increasing the stolen base attempts. I don't really see as big of a deal with the base sizes. I, it's not that much bigger. It's three. I mean, it is bigger, but it, it's significantly bigger, but it's not that much bigger. Um, yep. 
I, I didn't see this. This is the first time I've seen this one. Uh, how about yeah. teams will be more limited in when they can pitch a position player? The previous rule allowed them to use one when up or down by six or more runs. I didn't realize that that's how that, that they had changed that rule. I didn't know there was such a rule yeah. to limit pitchers pitching. But the sides are discussing a tweak in which the leading team would have to be up by as many as 10 or more runs while trailing team would have to be down by eight or more in order to pitch a position player. I, I didn't know that was even a rule. I think that's mm-hmm. dumb, but I also understand that. Is it any fun to watch Javi Baez take the pitcher's mound and throw and lob 50 mile an hour sinkers, I guess would be the best term for them uh, that go right down the middle, but are have crazy angles and blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. So there's more questions. We've got you covered section. Can a catcher pickoff throws be limited? They said, no, catchers can throw down to a base as much as they want. The pitch clock then restarts as soon as the pitcher gets the ball back from the infielder. Okay. Can a catcher hold on to the ball longer to give the pitcher more time? No. Any attempt, at least repeated attempt, will result in a warning or a violation being called. So that'll be interesting to see if that happens. Pause. What if he just throws the first at a pickoff attempt? That that gives the pitcher extra, extra time. He does. If if all he does is if there's a runner on first, if he just throws over to first every time, that gives the pitcher ten extra seconds. Okay, is the distance from right. home to first base and third base now shorter, or just first to second and second to third? Yes, all base lines are shorter because of the size of the bases, is now three inches inches square bigger than, than it was previously. This means that first and third are much closer to home plate. Wow. That one is actually a big deal because um, that bang-bang play uh, with 15-inch is going to be – a little bit less of a bang bang play but and here's a question for you for 150 years we've been playing this game right rich roughly mm-hmm. guys have learned how to run the bases with three inch smaller bases right mm-hmm. is this going to change how their steps go Like, I'm, I know, well, I don't. But I'm sure Javi Baez knows how many steps it takes for him once he leaves the batter's box to once he touches uh, first base, right? And he knows exactly where he's putting his feet. Now that that's three inches closer, roughly, isn't that going to change his steps? I'm not sure I it like it. Very well, could. It very well could. None of these changes. They are already said. None of these changes will be put into place for the World Baseball Classic. 
So yeah. the guys that are choosing to play in this baseball exhibition tournament, they're not going to get that those game time situations. The pitchers aren't going to get experience working with the pitch clock. Yep. They're not going to get experience with the bigger bases. Nope. They didn't say anything about the shifting rules being allowed. Yeah. Being allowed. Although I think the shifting rules are kind of. I don't know if that you'll need to have practice. Yeah. Getting into that, getting used to not seeing the shift on there, because obviously when they were shifting the shift is when they were having those shifts, <coughs> you didn't see any players changing their approach at the plate. Yep. Which is why they probably had to put in put in the rule into effect in the first place. Okay, next question: Can a uh, can a batter or, step out when a batter steps out? Does it reset the pitch clock? Only when he calls timeout. Okay. Yep. Um, can a fielder get a running start to beat the shift rules? No. Running starts won't be allowed, but like what you're saying, Mike, this doesn't prevent them giving up left field Yep. by having the left fielder having a shift to where they're going to send the left fielder over to where over to shallow right center field instead. Yep. I don't know if you'll it'd be interested to see if any teams try it. Oh, I guarantee you they will. I guarantee you they All will. All right. So the, then the last one that kind of steps out to me, and if you want to bring up one of the other ones, you can. Can a pitcher ask for a new ball? Yes, but he must do so with at least eight seconds remaining on the clock. It's possible that repeated asks, such as four or five in a row, will result in a warning. Okay. So getting a new ball isn't necessarily going to reset the pitch clock. It counts against them. That counts as their 15 or 20 seconds if they ask for a new ball. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that covers most of that for me. Uh, they have changed extra innings again. Well, I don't think they've changed it. It's just they've chosen to keep the rule in effect where the where they will have the guy that they will start with a runner on second base. Yeah, that's automatically. Dumb. Okay, that's dumb. I, I'll be the. It is what it is. I'll as be the long get as off my lawn guy. Yeah, I, I, I can see it for the regular season. Yeah. But for the postseason, I think as long as the postseason remains traditional baseball the way it should be played, I don't have an issue with it doing it doing it during the regular season. Yep. The... <clears throat> hey, Rich. All right. Uh, um, so baseball and NASCAR are not the only things to come back this week. We have one more sport to talk about. Yeah, we do. The XFL is back. Yeah, they made it a second season. They're making it a first, second season or a second, first season or a A third, first season. A third, first season. Yeah, I guess it's a third, first season. Are you going to watch? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, NASCAR's on. Why would I watch it? Yeah. Well, well, there's going to be games Saturday afternoon as well. So they're putting two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. But yeah. They're, they're going to be going up against the Daytona 500, which for which for us, that's a non-starter. We're watching the NASCAR. Race. Yeah, I'm watching that. We can that. only watch one. It's, it's the 500, baby. Yeah, um, but, I mean, the one thing that the XFL has going for, the, going for it, though, is that a lot of the games, they're making it easy for you to watch the games as they're going to put them on ABC. They're going to put them on ESPN, on one of the ESPN networks or FX. Yep. Most cable packages have those channels. Yep. 
and if you're and if you're a cord cutter you can watch all the games on espn plus yep assuming that you you pay for that type of you Disney pay for that bundle. subscription yeah. okay uh, also the all-star game this weekend you're gonna watch that no probably not i'm gonna have the nascar game on okay have the nascar race on instead okay um rich it is time there now we've talked about all the sports that are coming back but we have one more thing that came back which means you have to do something before we talk about it that's right mike we got to give you a spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert alert because we're going to talk mass singer if you don't want to know what happened this week in the mass singer we will see you next week like comment subscribe if you already know what happens come join us in this conversation if you want to come back your your pot most of the podcast things will pause where you're at you can go watch the mass singer at your leisure come back if you don't care about the mass singer we're sorry this is what we're going to talk about for the last couple of minutes and then we have some shout outs to give we love the mass singer we're going to talk about it starting mm-hmm. now Bye for those who had to leave. Okay, Rich, we've given the spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. They've redone the entire stadium. They did. I like the new studio. I, I, I like it. It looks good. Putting, putting people in kind of like a concert in the round a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, overall, I think... I, I guess you like the idea of the gong. Of the judges being able to save a contestant so they could perform one more week if they didn't win a battle or if the judges didn't agree I, with I, the audience vote. I of totally who like it. Was the least favorite. Who was the question becomes got the least amount of votes. I, I love it. I do love it. The problem that I have with it is why didn't they use it this week? I thought that they would use it this week, especially what I found out about the Mustang, which was Sarah Evans. I read la- I read an article la- um, about her performance. She was on the show. Great reason for going on to the show to surprise her kids. Yeah. Supposedly, she was not supposed to perform week one. She was told that she was going to be switched to week one to where she didn't get to choose her first performance song because that was already chosen as somebody had to drop out at the last minute and they switched her to being on week one where she was supposed to make her debut on ABBA week, which is going to be next week. Whoa. So she had, she had to learn the Rihanna song and the song that she performed within two days. How did they not use that go- that that bell? A, they should have. She was that. amazing. She was a hundred percent amazing. She did great. She deserved to stay on. Uh, I thought all three of the the people that did it this week did a great job. The Mustang was awesome. Uh, I thought she should have gone on actually, um, but man. Um, and then we had the gnome was good. Uh, fun. I didn't like the costume so much. Made sense once you found out who it was. Mm-hmm. So, so who was the gnome, Mike? The gnome was no other than Dick Van Dyke. Exactly. I was really surprised to see the the uh, the content the uh, panelists. 
yeah. like, tearing up. Their emotions really got to him that it was really him on their show. Yeah, he, that, that would come on the show. He was kind of amazing. Um, I totally loved it. I totally dug it. I yeah, good job. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I look forward to see how they use the bell. Yeah, I would have thought that it wouldn't have been. I would have thought that it kind of would have been each of the panelists could use the bell once throughout the season. <clears throat> yeah. Kind of like the gold, kind of like the golden buzzer for America's Got Talent, and not it being the bell can only be used a total of three times within the first three rounds. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I think it's fine, but yeah, um, I'm excited. Do you have any guesses on the last contestant? I don't have any guesses for Medusa yet. Yeah, I didn't either. I just wasn't sure. Um, great show though. Good, good episode. Looking forward to next week's episode. Uh, and join us back here for that next week. We're okay, Rich. I have a shout out. Yesterday was the goat's birthday, the greatest art teacher of all time. Um, and that would be our buddy Nick Rice. Uh, Nick has been on the show. Hopefully, we'll get him on the show here. Um, maybe we'll get him on the show either for the draft or we'll, we can get him on for another. Uh, for the start of the football season next year. We'll see when we can get him on. We'll talk about it. I'll talk to him and see when we can do that. Um, <clears throat> but happy birthday to him. Do you have any shout-outs for your birthday shout-outs? I do not have any shout-outs for this week. Okay. Then rich people are watching us on Facebook, but they want to take us on a road trip with them. What should they do? You know what, Mike? Um, look us up wherever you find your podcasts. Um, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, just to name a few, but I'm sure you can find us on any of the any of the podcast platforms. Yep. Um, and Mike, if they don't like Facebook, where else can they catch us? Well, where else can they watch the video? You videos? can watch the videos on YouTube as soon as I get them uploaded. I did terrible this week. It's been a busy week. I haven't done anything, so I will get last week's up today and this week's up also today but it'll go live tomorrow so all right and mike where can they find our poll questions and get alerts yeah. once we post new content yeah. or when we go live for these videos yeah for those you're going to need to jump over to uh, facebook.com slash fans of balls and six or balls and six the slash balls and six uh you go to those two and uh we'll be able to you'll be able to find us um that's where we post all of our stuff uh you can join in there and uh we can have fun there uh with that rich what should i do you know mike go ahead uh before we roll the outro though did we have any comments or reactions to the live video today we did not we did not so if you uh if you watch us live on facebook make sure to leave a reaction leave a comment and if it's appropriate and we see it in time we'll make sure to give you a shout out before we roll this outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. <laughs>